As with every episode of Storytellers, this episode may contain themes, storylines, or ideas that may not be safe for work. Headphones recommended, and listener discretion is greatly advised. Storytellers. My name is Derek, and um, this is the show that proves that anybody can tell a story. Uh, today, I am joined by uh, three wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. Um, all accomplished storytellers in their own right, uh, in different styles and different forms. Two of them have a show together. One has her own program. Um, and we've gone across the water today. Um, I'm joined by from the Legendary Africa podcast, the Shira, and from the Scottish Murders podcast, I'm joined by Don and Cole. So, without any further ado, the Shira, would you like to tell folks about yourself and tell them something about your show? Hey, Derek. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, so I have two shows. My one show is Legendary Africa. That's all about retelling African myths and legends and my other show is Asian Tapestry which basically has the same concept we retell um, Asian myths and legends so what got you interested in the idea of um, telling these these legends and myths from these other um, countries and other you know uh, cultures and whatnot Mm, so when we initially started the podcast it was just called Legendary so we were looking at myths from all over the world and, which is great. It was really nice, but we weren't connecting to it on on a particular level. Um, I say we because I started the podcast especially with my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the whole story. Yeah, um, family. Cool. Um, and then we said that no, no, we're not working with it, and we decided to focus on the African stories because being from South Africa, we just felt more, I guess, connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I say I started the Asian Tapestry as well because I'm I've got South Indian heritage, so it also just like it just meshed much more easily than um, European stories. Okay. Well, I think it's wonderful, and I Thank think you. you have a tremendous. Uh, yeah, no, your voice is just mwah. <laughs> Speaking of voices that are mwah, from the Scottish Murders podcast, we have Cole and uh, Don. Which one of y'all want to talk first? Let Don do something. <laughs> <laughs> Don, tell them something about yourselves. Tell them something about your show. The floor is yours. Um, so I'm the older sister. Nicole's the younger, cooler one. Um, and we just came up with a show doing Scottish murders. And it just does what it says in the tin. It talks about um, Scottish murders. And we don't have any family drama whatsoever. Oh, ever, no, none. None, <laughs> no, no. We never fall out. <laughs> uh, 
Of course, take a step back from the show now. <laughs> Nothing to do with family drama. <laughs> Coincidentally, Nicole just got fired from the show. It has nothing to do with family drama. Uh, if you hear us tussling in the background, no, we're not recording in the same house in different rooms. <laughs> I remember I did a show with my brother once. And... um he was in one room and I was in the other room and I'd said something that he didn't like and he literally, you could hear his footsteps going through the house <laughs> as he walked from that room to my room to smack me in the back of my head. And then he just walked back in his room and got back on the microphone like nothing happened. <sighs> Good times. I was like, commercial break. <laughs> We're experiencing technical difficulties. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Well, we, deliver- we deliberately record in different houses, don't we, Cole? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a solid idea that every every family of podcasts should take on. <laughs> like record in different houses and lock your doors and <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind them of the time that you literally accidentally told their girlfriend that they weren't home because they were out with another girl that they said was more likely to uh, (laughs) give them an enjoyable time that evening. Things of that nature. In in my defense, when it happened, I was 12 when I said it. Now, the problem is there's no such thing as statutes of uh, liability when it comes to adults and 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 siblings and drama he didn't know why she broke up with him for like 32 years he didn't know damn and i thought he knew i i thought she had told him i thought that somewhere along the line it got said so i said it on the show which is also a bad idea but i was in the zone <laughs> and so again <laughs> and I earned it and I deserved it and so I was more than willing to take it um, in this show hopefully all the violence is story based we by we I mean I and, 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 and my guests who I'm always grateful for our job is to put together a story and we put together a story combining the art of storytelling with the age old game of telephone uh, the way that it begins is that we have four storytellers and we randomly choose who will go first, second, third, and fourth. Um, and then I draw three cards out of a box. And I am actually... The box is called the Storymatic. And it is one of the best things in the world. I draw three cards out the box. One is a person or a storyline starter. The other two are generally actions or places or settings. And from that, the first person will begin the story. Uh, they then send their segment to the, of their story to me, and I send that on to the second person. The second person will continue the story based on what the first person did, and then they will send their segment back to me. Here's where it gets interesting, because I take the second person's story, and I send only their segment to the third person. And I tell the third person to build it into a climax without ending the story. And then I take the third person story and I take their part and their part only and send it over to the final storyteller. And I tell them to bring the story to a logical conclusion. So, 
without ever hearing the beginning of the story at all, the person who's at the end has to end the story. And without ever hearing how the story ends, the person at the beginning has to begin the story. And then we all get together on Zoom and we have a meeting and a sit down where we talk about how the story went. And it's generally pretty doggone awesome. Uh, the stories sometimes stay on the same path all the way through. Sometimes it deviates wildly from where the initial story w w was thought to be. But anyway, it goes, it is a excellent experiment in the art of storytelling. Some people write their stories out. Some people improv their stories and just say it as a freestyle sort of thing. And either way, it's just fine. Again, this is just to show that anyone can tell a story. So the order of the story this uh, episode was I started it off. I'm Derek. Um, and then the story went to Dawn and then to Cole and then uh, the Shira closed it out. Um, and again, they didn't know what the cards were. The only rule of this story, other than there can't be any misogyny, homophobia, racism, um, or transphobia, unless you're murdering the person who's doing it. That's the rule. If you're killing them, then go for it. But if you're not, then yeah, it doesn't work. Um, the only other rule is that the three cards that I pulled had to be in the story somewhere. Um, so the three cards... And I'm looking right at you, Tashira, because you went last. So I'm looking right at you and I tell you that the three cards that were used were motivational speaker, obvious plastic surgery, and police investigation. Now, knowing those three things, how do you think the story went? Like, do you think the story ended with you having those three? Did you think those three themes flowed all the way through the story? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I didn't have to do any work there because like Cole segment already had almost all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I without just that, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, without ruining anything, uh, Cole, your segment was pretty. You know what? Let's just go ahead and start. Because if I talk, I will never finish talking. This was a tremendous journey. Uh, so with no further ado, um, here's my first segment of the story. Mr. Reynolds. Clive. Clive? Yeah, Clive. Who names their kid Clive? My parents, apparently. Anyhow, Clive, do you know why we have you here? No, to be honest with you, I was at home, asleep, got a phone call. Lawyer said they're coming. Next thing I knew, you were there, and now I'm here with you. Who are you? My name is Lieutenant Christopher Pierce. Hello, Lieutenant Pierce. Can I call you Chris? No. Can you call me Clive? No. All right, fine. Mr. Reynolds, Clive, I'm... T Mr. Reynolds, you're here because we found a body nearby your house. We just need to know if you know anything about it. The body. Yes, the body. The body by my house. Yes, the body by your house. See... You're going to have to be a little bit more specific because I live next to a hospital. So there's bodies by my house all the time. 
it's literally the body that's laying by the trash can behind your house. Oh, that body. Oh, boy. So, it's a funny story. You're going to laugh. Should I have my lawyer here? As a lieutenant, I'm not supposed to say yes, but I'm also not supposed to say no. But if you want to keep talking, you can. I've heard that you're a motivational speaker, so... Yeah, that's me. My name is Clive, and that's no jive. Been a motivational speaker since 2005. Why are you rhyming, Mr. Reynolds? I I don't know. I, I rhyme when I get nervous. It's a thing. I can't help it. Um, I thought you saw it too. I thought you felt it. See, I'm doing it again. Um, so you're a motivational speaker. Yes. Yes, I am. How'd the body get there, Mr. Reynolds? Clive, Mr. Reynolds. Well, Chris, I can call you Chris, right? We've already gone over this, Mr. Reynolds. Okay. Just checking, just checking. I was at an event speaking motivationally to people who needed to be motivated. And when I left the event, they were to an extent motivated more or less. I went home. I was very proud of myself because I had done my job well. And you know, that feeling you get when you know deep in your heart that you did the best that you could do. Have you ever had that moment, Chris, where you just dug deep past your fears, past your inhibitions, past your anxiety, and you just, Mr. Reynolds, yes, Chris, you're motivating me. Am I? Yes. Cut it out. But stick to the story. How'd the body get there? So, I went and got some food. I went to Arby's. Pretty good place. You know, they have this brisket sandwich that tastes really, really good. They put like little fried onions on top of it. Fattening, but who's noticing? You know what I'm saying? So, I was eating my sandwich and I walked into my house. And as I walked into my house, I realized that the porch light in the backyard was on, which was strange to me because I never leave that light on. And have you ever had that feeling like where, you know, something's just not right. Like, you know, that you did everything you need to do and you pushed your goals to the forefront of your mind and your heart is just ready to take on any task in front of you. And you start going towards that goal with a pinpoint focus, Mr. Reynolds. You ain't got to be mean. I'm just laying the scene. I mean, I get if you don't want to be on my team, but sheesh. Nervous, huh? Just a little. So, the porch light is on. I go back there. I open up the door, and I see it. The body? Do I need a lawyer? We've gone over this before, Mr. Reynolds. I'm not supposed to say yes. I'm not supposed to say no. I'm just supposed to stare at you. Have you ever stared at your life? 
like really just looked into the the abyss of your soul and seen that everything was going to be okay? Have you ever walked into the darkness of your heart and made light? Not just for yourself, but for everybody. I will arrest you right now if you motivate me one more time. You're motivated. I'm motivated to arrest you. That's still motivation. So, I went out back to turn off the light. Why'd you go out back when the light switches in the house? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I went out back to turn off the light. And when I went out back, I saw the body. Why didn't you call us? It wasn't my body. I didn't put it there. If I called you, I probably would get shot. I mean, look at me. Look at me and then look at you. Look at me. You shoot people like me in my own house. Yeah. So, you didn't call. You saw the body. Did you see anything else that looked suspicious? Yes. Okay. What did you see that looked suspicious, Mr. Reynolds? The nose. What? The nose on the body? The nose on the body. Yes, the nose on the body that I saw was clearly fake. Like they had to have got work done. That's what you noticed out of all of that. Not the blood. Not the throat. None of that. You saw the nose. I mean, it was nice. I saw it twice. I had to go inside and make me some rice. While I was sitting there, I thought in a chair, you know, this is good. I didn't want to stare. (sighs) Can I have something to drink? (sighs) Hi. Um, (laughs) So... So, so initially, I was just going to have the motivational speaker motivate the police to do the investigation the way it needed to be done and all that. And then I was like, you know what? I can't see it in my head. I can't picture how that would go because, and I know this is going to sound bad. I don't talk to cops. They make me nervous. And so that's how the story went with the motivational speaker who starts rhyming when he gets nervous. Like he just talks because he's nervous. So it's like word vomit just coming out of him. And he also has this tick where he starts rhyming for no reason. And it, I think that was because I was reading the princess bride, um, for ratchet book club. And there's a character in that book called named Fezzik. Um, and Fezzik loves to rhyme. Whatever people are saying to him, he tries to make a rhyme out of it. And I think that might have been in my head as well. But I'm a, I'm a freestyle storyteller. So it just came in and I was like, let's just go with it and see where it goes. Um, on the one hand, I really liked the story. On the other hand, I was like, I hope I get just enough information 
to make this uh, work for everybody else. Um, so this year, I'm going to ask you, since you were the last person, since you closed out the story, now that you've heard the beginning of the story, what do you think? First thoughts, it's so it's so normal. I'd, I'd, I've, I've clearly <laughs> taken it and, ta- and twisted it into something horrible. <laughs> I feel so terrible about it. <laughs> like, this is just a really nice detective story. And it could be, I mean, okay, this is a strange thing about the nose, but I mean, otherwise it's normal. And then I just bulldoze over that. <laughs> and I blame Cole mostly, because it's obviously her fault. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, Cole? I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Did, so, because I got Dawn's part, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Did she mention Arby's? Yes. Did I, she? I, because, see... Right around the corner from my son's school, Kid Awesome School, there's an Arby's. Oh, sorry. And my sister's having some technical problems. Oh, so she over into your room and popped you in the back of the head and was like, I can't hear anything. <laughs> I think she's talking to her husband. Oh, um, well, she, hey, you, I can't hear anything. So, either way, um... Yeah, there's an Arby's right down the street from my son's school, and we went over there and we had those the literal sandwich that I was just talking about on the on the episode. Mm-hmm. I had that sandwich, and it was really good. So Arby's, if you want to pay me, I won't stop you. <laughs> I won't. I don't think that's I don't think that's very fair because I don't believe we've got an Arby's in the UK, and I like sandwiches too. It is so. It's so good. Like, is it? Yeah, it's it's. Like, it's it's not perfect, but it's pretty close. It's they used to just make roast beef sandwiches that tasted neither like roast or beef, but now they do like all sorts of things. And their 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 motto is "We've got the meats." Yes. Um, to to prove that they have every meat under the sun, they do turkey sandwiches and all kind of stuff, and it is astonishing how much I like them. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking about them now. Um, but, Cole, now that yes. you've heard uh, the beginning of the story, what's your thoughts? Like, do you think it flowed? Um, do you think the storyline flowed through? Without giving too much away, uh, do you think the storyline <laughs> flowed through clearly or no? You know, I think it's going to flow quite well. Um, it's, I don't think it's going to go in the direction that um, we start in, but I think it flows. It, it definitely carries through a lot of the things. Um, Don, I feel like I I didn't, the nose, that was my thing. I, I thought it was something weird and wacky, but um, <laughs> I didn't realize it was plastic surgery. Um, but yeah, I think apart from that, <laughs> it definitely flows nicely. Okay. And Dawn's segment is next. So, um, Dawn, when you heard my part, before we even get into, you know what, should I do this? Yeah. So, we're (laughs) going to talk with you before and after your segment. So, when you heard my part, what did you think? 
and um, then we're going to listen to your segment, and then we're going to uh, talk about how. You know what? No, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're going to listen to your segment right now. And then we're going to have a good, long talk. I'm just kidding. I've heard your segment. It's wonderful. (laughs) So with no further ado, here's Dawn's section of the story. I only asked for a drink of water. Chris didn't need to lock me in the cells, although he did say he would arrest me if I motivated him again. But I mean, all I said was that I just needed some hydration to get me some motivation while I'm at the police station to get him a better explanation. I guess calling him Chris instead of Lieutenant Christopher Pierce or even Lieutenant didn't help much either. Even though he insisted on calling me Mr. Reynolds instead of Clive and found it quite incredulous that that was even my name. Hmm. Anyway, back to why I've ended up here in the first place. I came home and noticed that the back porch light was on. But why did I go out to the back to turn it off? I know full well the switch is inside. Did I finish the Arby's sandwich? God, I'm hungry. Focus, Clive, focus. Okay, why did I go out the back? Ah, because I heard a noise. That's it, I heard a noise. Ha, take that, Chris. I got myself a reason for going out back. Of course, he'll no doubt want to know what the noise was, too. I get the feeling Lieutenant Christopher Pierce is not happy with much. I really need to get him to do one of my motivational events. But back to the noise, Clive. What was it? Hmm, it was clicking, clicking like heels. High heels clicking as the feet walked away. Yes, okay, okay, I'm getting good at this. What else? Hmm, the blood? Uh, No, I'll come back to that. Okay, so the nose. I mean, you couldn't miss it. It seemed very out of place on that face. Surely something must have gone wrong. I mean, who would actually pay good money to have chosen that particular nose to live with? Wait, come on, brain, work with me here. I'm sure I've seen that nose before. But where? At the gym? Uh, All right, Clive, when was the last time you were at the gym? (laughs) Nice try. Maybe that nice little restaurant place next to where the event was being held? Ah, what was it called? Mm, I can't remember, but it had the nicest souffle. Or was it the creme brulee? Either way, it was... Where was I? Oh, yeah, the nose. Did I maybe see the nose lady today? Well, where was I today? At my motivational event, which went pretty well, I think. They seemed to really love the SWOT analysis. Now I think about it, that would be a great exercise for Chris. Although he seemed pretty adverse to anything motivational, which is a big weakness. But it could be a good opportunity for him if he just give it a go. I don't know why he sees it as such a threat. That's certainly not one of his strengths. But anyway, back to the motivational event. Was she there today? Yes, it was definitely her. She was there. Why did I not remember that until now? So she was at my motivational event and then her dead body ends up at the back of my house beside the bins. Okay, this shit just got even realer. But focus, focus, Clive. What else? Does there need to be anything else? A damn dead body at my house after being at an event of mine. Isn't that enough? 
yeah, that's perfectly normal. Nothing to see here. Jeez. Okay, breathe. So you recognise the nose. Anything else? Well, other than her nose, her face, from what I remember, was quite pretty. Yeah, it was pre- Wait, wait just a second. No. No, it can't be. No, that's just crazy. No, nope, no. But yeah. Yes, it damn well was. It's the nose that threw me. But that body in my house, it was Clara. Oh no, here comes Chris. Motivational speaking might have got me into this police station, but I'm going to get myself out of this situation. I've got to stop rhyming when I'm nervous. And I've really got to stop talking to myself. People are going to think I'm crazy. Okay, Mr. Reynolds, something has just come to light. And you'd better have a good explanation. (sighs) (laughs) Well, when I heard you one, I was determined I wasn't going to do two characters. I couldn't do that. So I thought, how how can I get out of this? I put myself in a cell. (laughs) Oh, Dawn, I love you so much. This was so fucking fantastic. Oh my God. I giggled uncontrollably. Like, I don't know if it's just me when you get that whole thing where you giggle and you start clapping really just fast. Like, oh my God, this is best. That's how I felt hearing this part. So, um, okay. So you didn't want to do two voices. No, I didn't. You wanted to stick to Clive and 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 and, and um so you had him arrive to the point where he knew that the woman was no longer alive, but he had saw her once before. Um And then I left I thought, right, that's a good place to leave Nicole. She's gonna to have to do two voices now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, Bashira, knowing how the first half of the story went, first of all, what are your thoughts? Secondly, does this still flow into your story? I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was that was brilliant. I really really loved that. It it um, I I apologize. Wow, you're gonna just you're gonna love what I did. I I apologize too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually, actually, yeah, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. Yeah. It wasn't my fault that I took something that you did and just like went crazy. <laughs> well, well, I mean, in the defense of 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 Nicole, well, in the defense of Cole, it, it's it's only so much you can give somebody who does a true crime show. <laughs> And if the story is set in a police station with with an investigator and a suspect, there's it's only a matter of time. It's like I literally basketball. So I literally threw up the perfect pass, and I knew somebody was gonna slam dunk it. I was just wondering who it was gonna be. <sighs> Cole. Yeah. <laughs> hey, girl. So, um, Cole, knowing now how how the first and second part of the story went, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, you you want to just go ahead and get to your part, or do you want to? I'm, I'm proud of the choices that I've made in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, spoiler alert, because like I said, I've listened to all four segments. I am as well. Honestly, with no further ado, let's go ahead and let's get the cold segment of the story, and then we have some questions. Oh, okay. 19.56pm, the interrogation of the suspect begins. Suspect called in a murder and was detained pending an interview when the attending officer noticed the victim's blood under his fingernails and no alibi. Initial examination from the ME noted a significant laceration on the victim's face and suspected missing jewellery. CCTV footage confirms the victim was wearing earrings, a necklace and had silver nose ring, all of which were missing. Theft is the motive for a murder, the oldest trick in the book. Suspect refuses to respect authority. Motivational speakers, they're all the same. Closet narcissists just trying to fleece people out of the hard-earned money. He introduced himself as Clive, personal, a firm handshake and sustained eye contact. A facial twitch when I called him Mr Reynolds instead of Clive, but he hated that one. There's an interrogation room at the end of the hall, the one that's always empty because no one ever wants to spend more time in there than necessary. The AC unit needs servicing, some loose bolts in there rattling incessantly, migraine-inducing flickering of the lights that has needed a new bulb since it was installed when the station was built. It's the perfect room to keep someone like this on the back foot, someone as erratic as Mr Reynolds, unable to zone out with the distraction. It's perfect. You better have a good explanation for this, Mr Reynolds. A glass of water on the table, set down louder than necessary, but exactly as intended. Time to make him sweat. Time to watch the micro-expressions. A psycho can control their actions and their words, but they can't hide it in their eyes. Mr Reynolds said, I've told you before, I don't know what happened. I heard a sound, I went outside, and you know what I found? I can't tell you anymore. The suspect itches at his wrist underneath his shirt sleeve. A nervous tick, perhaps. Something to watch out for. Why don't you tell me where you went after your event? Subtle emphasis on the word event, just so he knows that what he does for a job is ridiculous. I went to get a sandwich from Arby's. You know, they have the meats for sandwiches. He itches at his arm again, but smirks, mixed signals. A ruse, but not enough to fool me. And which Arby's would that be? The one on 5th in Maine. It has fresher meat. Very important to the overall integrity of the sandwich. Christ, he's a joker. But I have the punchline. A photo, a still from the CCTV, clearly showing him following the victim for several blocks in the direction opposite. Explain this one. So, this isn't you then. You're not wearing the exact same outfit as right now following the victim to the subway a pause he stares at the photo thinking of his next lie his hands reach under his sleeve again scratching harder breathing harder as he feels the trap closing in around him we've got him he curls in closer to the photo probably trying to find an excuse then he reels back like he's been struck by something the chairs in this room are ancient legs all different lengths to keep you uncomfortable an effective way to keep someone off guard but also an effective way to land a lawsuit for wrongful treatment of a subject when they fall backwards and end up with a concussion. This isn't the first time I've heard someone panic in this room, but the last thing I need is this guy having a panic attack in the one room without a functioning camera. 
the water's gone, nothing to pull him around with. Maybe it's better to do it the old-fashioned way. Did he just slap me? There's no way. Cops don't actually do that outside of 50 TV's dramas, do they? Chris wouldn't do that to me. God, why are my arms itching? I must have picked up the wrong detergent from the store last week and the light is so annoying. Why is it flickering so much? I need aspirin. My head is killing me. Did I drink my water already? Chris is moving closer. Is he going to slap me again? Suddenly, the interrogation room is gone. The off-white walls and peeling paint melt into clean grey metal panels. The flickering lights become a panel of blinking buttons and switches and the rattling of the aircon becomes a smooth hum of machinery. Where the hell am I? There are people around me. I can't see them, but I know they're there. Am I in danger? They're saying something. It doesn't sound like English or Spanish or any language I've ever heard. Mr Reynolds. Mr Reynolds! I blink, and suddenly I'm back in the room. Chris is talking to me. He's holding my wrist tight, and it kind of hurts, actually. I look down to tell him to let go of me and freeze when I notice the marks all over my arm. Did I do that? They don't look like scratches. They look like that time I tried to cook a lobster and took the bands off its claws like an idiot. I could have sworn I heard heels outside the house. That's why I went out in the first place, but what if it was the clicking of claws? Did I get attacked by a lobster? A crab? Wait, am I going insane? That was brilliant. <laughs> uh, right, right. <laughs> so I, I had to listen to your part like three different times. And that's not even on a bad, like, that's not saying like it was bad. It was wonderfully genius. Like, I had to go back and listen to it like three different times so I could pick up on every single nuance that you dropped. And. <laughs> How the fuck don't y'all do storytelling podcasts? How don't y'all do this? The two of y'all together are like, <laughs> like, how does this not work? Also, thank you for fitting a slap into the episode. I appreciate that. I didn't want to be the only one slapping people or making a slap sound effects. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. It was I did. Really, really good, cool. Thanks. It's not what I expected. No. Not how I expected you. I mean, I knew you would. You're a bit different, but uh, I didn't know you were going to go there at all. You're a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, really good. I loved it, and the switch is so quick between the two as well. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved it. Cole, what were you I thinking did, when you came about? I thought like I was so I was at work <laughs> doing this, um, and I kind of got some of my friends in. And we were kind of talking about it and we were like, what if the perspective changed with the slap? Um, and we also kind of said, we kind of like the thought of, you know, those old cop shows, like the, the noir kind of black and white cops. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we ca- I kind of just ran with it. Um, and then I had said to, to Dawn earlier in the week, I had a small minor surgery and I was I'm scared of needles so I was panicking and she was like what are you going to write about what are you going to write about and I was like aliens (laughs) 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 
honestly, my my first thought as well. <laughs> There's nothing quite like a sister, uh, older sibling standing over you, like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna yeah. aliens?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, it was actually June in it as well, wasn't it? The call yeah, was like, "Anyway, was. Just, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna say?" <laughs> aliens. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah. Aliens. Oh, I, I said rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing out the whole part, Don, where I said, you know, don't don't talk with Cole about what you talked about in your story. Yes. You know, just let her come to her own decision. Okay, yes. Derek, no problem. What are you going to do? What are you doing, no problem? <laughs> you better say aliens, motherfucker. <laughs> and it's been like, it has been like that every day since. She's been like, I don't know what you're going to write about. I don't know what you're Tell me, tell me a clue. Just a clue. Oh, my God. I love this so much. Oh, this story. So, to me, you know what? The Shira, what were your thoughts since, especially since now the story has flowed all the way from beginning to your point? And you've been apologizing profusely. I feel less apologetic now. Okay. <laughs> I funnily enough, uh, this is gonna sound weird, but because I'm a podcaster and I listen to podcasts, but I struggle to listen to things without reading the content as well. So I literally mm-hmm. listened to um, Cole's segment initially three times, then twice while I was writing my segment, and then again I listened to her segment and then my segment. <laughs> It was just, it was packed with so many details. It was, right? You picked up on new things every time you listened to it. And I was like, I want to, I want to have something like bits and pieces from hers in my segment. Um, But yeah, I, uh, maybe I went on the right direction now that I'm thinking about it. We shall see. Yeah, I think you did. I I think you, I think I know that you did already even without hearing your segment. We're connected. Now, speaking of connected, I, I have a question, Cole, and, and I need this to be, I, I need this, did you Google Arby's? Like, how the fuck did you know that it was We Got the Meats? Like, where, yeah. you Googled them, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 I was like, yeah. she knew it! She, we Got the Meats! They have Arby's in, they have Arby's in Scotland, baby! They have Arby's! We fucking made it! No. No, you know, so the thing is, just that some of us can use Google effectively. Fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) The shade is real in this room. (laughs) 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 Look, look, okay, so yes, I may have had my first experience with what they call fake news here in America. (laughs) And that fake news may have fucked me all the way off. But in my defense... Mm. It's difficult. (laughs) You you did what all the school kids do when they like Google the question from the question paper and then they only look at the first page. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's why, you know... You think your math homework is right because you you literally asked Google what's the square root of this, but then you went to somebody whose username is literally I guess wrong answers, and <laughs> you were rushing. And oh, gosh, this story is so great. So, oh, I can't wait to hear the last bit. And <laughs> with no further ado, I'm trying to draw it out because this is like such a great noir. 
But with no further ado, <laughs> let's go ahead and get to the Shira story as she yes. closes it out. If I were going insane, would I really know? I wish I had that sandwich right now. And an aspirin. What the hell was that? Mr. Reynolds. Chris has his face close to mine, his brow furrowed. I glance down. Skin's clean. I swear I saw. I saw. What did I see? Another stabbing pain through the head. Ah, so itchy. Chris, let's go up my wrist. Mr. Reynolds, can you explain this photo? No point in delaying the answer. We have you on camera, clear as day. Why is he looking at his damn arm? Did you see that? Mr. Reynolds says, eyes darting up to the flickering light into the wall surrounding him. More tricks. Avoidance, avoidance, avoidance. Would have thought the old method would have worked. But he's nervous now. Chris is frowning. He looks angry. Games don't work here, Mr. Reynolds. Explain the photo. The photo? I don't... Hang on. I don't remember. Mr. Reynolds scratches again at his arm, almost frantically. The lights suddenly flicker again rapidly this time, until again. The off-white walls turn to smooth metal panels. The buttons and switches blinking and flashing. Oh, those figures. Why can't I see them properly? They're saying... They're saying... Mr. Reynolds. Why can't you see that? The walls are gone, those buttons and switches. Was the man blind and deaf? A madman. It was common to claim insanity for murder. I see his plan. Not on my watch. I know what you're up to, Mr. Reynolds. You know what you did. The pressure of your career finally gets to you. Talking and talking and talking, but no one really listens and then snap. Flinches. Good. Just something small to push you off the edge. That won't work here. Why is he still talking? My head is going to explode. The itch is getting worse. Digging his fingers into his skin, Mr. Reynolds looks around wildly. What are you looking for? An escape? The light flickered. What? what those switches? The light's shining in my eye. No, just my mind playing tricks. Just Mr. Reynolds getting to me. His nervous tick is getting worse. There must be an early there. It's clear that there's no other explanation, Mr. Reynolds. Another glare. Good. You killed it, didn't you? I told you. Another itch. Fingers digging in. I heard this noise. This clicking noise. Like like that noise. Mr. Reynolds shouts suddenly. I heard enough. Maybe another physical interaction will get him to... Wait. What? I, I hear it. The room suddenly morphs. Metal panels replacing peeling walls. Buttons and switches flashing. And something humming. Machinery? Is there someone else there? You see it, don't you? Mr. Reynolds' voice brings me back. The room flickers rapidly. Painted walls and metal panels, then walls, panels, lights, buttons, flashing, humming, rattling. Mr. Reynolds shouting, taking his fingers into his wrists now. What were those strange marks on his wrist? There's something wrong. Who are they? What's going on? Where's this piercing pain shooting through my head? Ah, what's happening? Why, I need to focus. I was trained for this. Just a trick. Mr. Reynolds, I, I need you to tell me what you were doing. What's the matter with you? Where are we? He can't seriously be not seeing this. I know he saw this. Why's my arm... Ah, something inside so itchy, so damn itchy. Good God, he just scratched himself open. Why is he digging his fingers? Stop, what the hell are you? Ah, a shooting pain again. Head's going to split open. Those people. Then a sharp voice rang out through the small room. It was flat, emotionless. What language was that? Then, a second later, the voice rang out again. But somehow it was inside his mind. Shut him down, now. Figures start streaming into the room. Who? Why is the room spinning? Mr. Reynolds is still digging in his arm. So many marks. But who are these people? 
Chris put his palms on the table between them to steady himself. He looks so itchy, like he's going to bring up his lunch. Wait, who are they? What the fuck? Figures surround them, two behind Chris, two behind Mr. Reynolds. Why can't I move? Why are their faces like that? Wait, what are they? No! Chris falls into the chair, his head slumping forward and hitting the desk with a solid bang. His hooded eyes are just barely open. Holy mother of... What did they do? Are those wires? A thick flap of skin falls to the steel table, and then there's the sound of a switch being pressed. The light fades from Chris's eyes into black orbs of nothing. His body is pushed off the chair and onto the floor unceremoniously. Blood drips onto the floor. I don't even feel any pain from my ripped arm. What the hell did they do to Chris? Why are they looking at me? I don't understand what you fuckers are Oh. Mr. Reynolds. The voice of one of the figures sounds clear in my head. The mouth doesn't move. I turn this face. A pity. Such a promising start. No, let, let go of me. Who's holding me? Why can't I take my hand away? It's still itching, still ticking. The figure slowly cocked their head. Goodbye. Wait! Something small and sharp, white pain, white noise. The room is swelling and their hands, grey steel like the panels. Pincer shaped, what the hell? Mr. Reynolds falls to the floor, blood gushing from his neck. His lifeless eyes were frozen open, staring at the pincered hand hovering over him. The figure bent down and picked up his arm, digging into it with its claw until it retrieved a small black metal chip. Back to the drawing board. Put Chris 341 in storage and prep for the next session. The other figures obeyed and dragged the bodies out, the grey steel panel sliding up to let them out and sliding silently back leaving the room in darkness. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. Black Mirror. Mm. That's some Black Mirror shit right there. I watched too many episodes of Black Mirror. That's a problem. Oh, well, when you say it like that, then you should write for them, because that was fucking fantastic. (laughs) And you're, and you're not going to steer me from that thought. Like, oh my God. Oh, man. I love this show so much. <laughs> you just told it so well. It was just so oh, dramatic. dramatic. <laughs> oh, oh. What were you thinking? What was going through your mind? And why the fuck did you think you ruined it? Okay, go. <laughs> Because I was, because literally I just like latched onto that one part where Paul was telling me like, oh, the room is switching around is different. And I was like, but what if it was like something else? So I just, I just went it immediately in my head. It's like, oh yeah, it's either gonna be like aliens or government conspiracy. I'm gonna, it's <laughs> gonna, gonna go with that. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just wanted it to be like super dramatic and kind of also gross. Also kind of gross. I'm just gonna throw my brand. I'm just gonna throw that in there. I just wanted to be kind of gross, you know. Super dramatic and maybe a little bit funny and really, really fucking gross. Like they needed to be like three things: swearing, um, blood, and sesh. And then I was like, Yeah. (laughs) Now we're cooking with we're we're cooking with gas. Okay. Um. I I think that it was. You know what? Fuck it. I went first. Dawn, what'd you think? I thought it was great. I loved how the clicking went all the way through it. I started the clicking. <laughs> <laughs> I 
rolled with Batman. <laughs> and that's that's always a cool thing. It's like you tell your part of the story and you never know what the next person is going to pick up on. Because a couple of episodes back, I did a story that I swear to God I'm going to do again about three seventh graders who were bank robbers and they were setting up their next job and they um at the end of this at the end of my segment it was all right um did your mom get the halloween mask that we need for our next job and one of the kids went home he walked separate because two of them were brothers and one wasn't. And the brother walked home by himself. And the next person focused his part completely on the kid walking home by himself. And didn't mention the brothers at all. So by the end of the story, it went from three seventh grade bank robbers to a video game tournament that this one kid was going to be in to get money for his sister for her health plan. And I was like, I can't be mad because they latch on, you latch on to this one thing. Like you said, the clicking. The clicking and the Arby's. I'm so happy about the Arby's. (laughs) But the clicking became a integral part of this and I would have never even thought about it. Um, One thing I told my kids on my basketball teams is that if we all look out the window looking in the same direction we will still have four completely different perspectives of what we see mm-hmm. because we're filtering it through our mind and through our own experiences and that's what storytelling is to me it's like okay my experience is I ain't going to talk to you, cop, because you see you and you see me and you see what you do to me. And that's really the everything else is going to be a joke. That was the one serious thing I said. Dawn, being a sound mind and body, is like, I don't want to do two voices. So I'm going to stick to this person, but make sure I name both characters. Cole, being a sound mind and body, is like, click, 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 murder. Click, 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 click. You knew her. You followed her home. And what's that clicking? And am I going crazy? And you're like, I need the sheriff. You're like, I need gore and cussing and flesh. Yep. And they those three things. Two. They, they were the perfect two to work together, weren't they? <laughs> and I'm telling you, if that's your recipe, you're going to fucking love Arby's and what you mean. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm never going to eat there. <laughs> oh, I am so happy with this story, and I'm so grateful that y'all three were all able and willing to come and join me for this. Thank um, you. I think it was a lovely time, and um, I really do look forward to having y'all on again um, for another episode that I have coming up in the future. And this time, I'll know the times, so there won't be a big matter of fact. I'm gonna write it right here. I don't forget. All right, I got. It. I got. It. Um, Remember that that that, that talk application on your phone that I told you about? Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm going to do. Like, I just need to give in to my telephone or overlords and just my wife's going to be like, why the fuck do you got um, why why you got BST on your phone? Why you got British summertime on your phone? Who you know? 
Who you not out there? Who who you talking to late night? Nobody. Um, but, but to share it one more time, um, tell them, tell the listeners where they can find you at, where they can find your shows at. Um, again, the floor is yours. Uh, you can find Legendary Africa and the Aging Tapestry basically anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, what are the other ones? Anywhere, really. Um, and you can pop me a message at Legendary Africa one on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. And, uh, yeah, basically, just if you want to chat about dogs, you can always just slide into my DMs. <laughs> but not, not for anything else. So not for gore and, and, and blood and sandwiches? No, no, just dogs. Not just dogs. dogs. <laughs> no, look, she really means. Don't be going at her den with no wiener dog. Yeah. Just no, no dogs. Just dogs. Just yeah. dogs. Like, what was a show that I just saw recently? Oh, I watched this movie called Dog. Um. Oh, oh wait, with what's Channing Tatum. That's the one. It was really good. Channing Tatum, which yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too but it was really good and the dog was such a good girl like she was such a good dog that's me all and don have, me and Don have no idea what's going on anymore no no <laughs> we're, we're cat people fan of dog movies? oh oh okay y'all are y'all are cat y'all are cat people huh Huh. Yeah. Okay. It just makes it better. Um, so I don't know how to tell y'all this, but I'm like a fucking crazist. I'm like totally like I I hate. I had a bad experience when I was growing up with cats, so I'm like, oh, you're a cat lover. Oh, you're one of those people. But you know what? My thing is, kittens are fucking adorable. And then when they grow up with you, you're like, okay, you can kick it. But my daughter's mom had a cat that I did not grow up with. And that cat would get behind me on the couch. I didn't know back then the cats were assholes. And the cat would literally flick my ear. Like, I don't know why, but it would get behind me. Oh, and it also went into the bathroom and tore all the toilet paper off the roll and and sprayed shit. Uh, Oh, we just need a bit of excitement in your life sometimes, don't you? <laughs> my excitement was this is this this ain't even my goddamn cat. And it's not my house. Bye. Bye. I'ma go home. Yeah. <laughs> I'ma go home. And um you handled that. This is before our daughter was born, so I didn't feel like I had any real attachment to the house. I was like, I'ma go home and I'ma come back tomorrow when all of this it oh and look, your parents will be home in like thirty minutes. <laughs> Love you, baby. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, Cole, since Dawn opened up, why don't you uh, uh, tell us where we can find the, the show on social media and anything else you may want us to know? Um, so, Scottish Murders is on Twitter. Dawn's very good at um, the Twitter. <laughs> She's great. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good at the Twitter. She's on Instagram. Um, you can find her wherever you stream your podcasts. Um, and I, I don't even know if you have a Facebook done. <laughs> I do, but the website. Yeah, the website. The website is. <laughs> I got like I got like three out of five. Okay. Yeah, you did good. <laughs> Tell me more about the website. <laughs> 
the website's really good and um i believe there's a little clip of our granny speaking somewhere on the website too is that right don no it's just at the end of every episode at the end of every episode (laughs) granny. I truly love how quickly you change. I'm like, yeah, at the end of every episode. <laughs> yeah. So, so she's taking a step back from the podcast. Like I said. <laughs> you can see immediately who does yeah. the uh, editing and the social media management. Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is the um, best. I've also got something else to promote while I'm here. Um, no. Me and Tashira are going to start a podcast because we're clearly <laughs> on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it last week, remember? Yeah. We talked about it telepathically yeah. just yeah. now. What did we because... say we were going to name the show? Um, we don't want Dawn as a guest. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Weird shit without Dawn. Oh yeah, that's the one. Don's quite um, happy. I would end up doing everything for it. (laughs) Flesh and gore and Arby's with the Shira and the and Cole. Flesh and gore, but no family. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Don, we can do a show together. We can call it. Yeah, we should. um, We should call it. Hurt feelings no and retribution. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it, it'll just um, start with our uh, with the now famed audio clip. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Oh my gosh, this is the best. So, listeners, thank you so much for listening. I greatly do appreciate it. Um, all of their information will be in the show notes, so please give them a follow, give them um, a look, uh, give them a listen, uh, send dog pictures, not wiener dogs, motherfuckers, but if you want to talk dogs with the Shira, actually, no, if you want to talk dogs with the Shira, just at her, don't even slide into her DMs, just stay mm-hmm. the fuck out her DMs and just talk dogs, okay, mm-hmm. alright, we're good there, um, <laughs> If you want to talk to Cole, too fucking bad. She doesn't do social media. <laughs> and if you want to talk to Cole, send messages through Dawn. <laughs> oh, please don't do that because Dawn will kill me. <laughs> oh, my God. If I had known that you weren't on Twitter when I was like, I want to have y'all on Storytellers. I know Dawn was like. Let me get let me ask let me ask Cole see if she's down with it. Yeah. That's how it works in this family. Fucking Jackson Five over here. She's Michael and I'm fucking Tito. There's some bullshit. That's right. Oh my god. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. I got it. She's um Noel. Oh my god. No, you're not doing Oasis. Yeah, yeah. Oasis. The fucking um, yeah. Wonder Wall. Um, Don't give me Noel, okay? Have no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Liam. Liam. Yeah, you're definitely Liam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But 
But yes, I'm going to put <laughs> information in the show notes. If you um, want to leave a voicemail for the show, the telephone number is area code 916-633-1537. I now have to say if you want to leave a voicemail because somebody was actually like, I never knew why you were saying that number. I didn't know what it was until I called it. And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, thank you for calling. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> the show's Twitter is story tailspin t-a-l-e-s-p-i-n so story tailspin um or you can reach me on the account that i'm on more often than anything else which is wretched which is ratchet book club uh the email address for the show is wretched and ratchet at gmail.com um you can leave a review on spotify it takes like 13 seconds you can also leave a review on Podchaser and then copy and paste that in Apple Podcasts and then copy and paste that in the good pods. And thank mm-hmm. you to everybody who's done that. Um, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the good pods app there is a tip jar. And I'm on... Twitter has a lot of things, but like I said, it's safe. It's just reach me on the Ratchet Book Club uh, feed. Um, if you're on Spotify, take a look. There are uh, playlists um, for the best stories from storytellers. Um, there's also a playlist for my best episodes of Hindsight and my best episodes of Single Simulcast. So if you're curious to know what the greatest hits are, in my opinion, the person who actually made the shows, there you have it. Um... But again, I hope this encourages each of y'all to know that you too can tell a great story. Um, I hope that you were as entertained by this story as I was. And I hope you have a wonderful day. I also forgot to mention, since I know he's going to be listening, shout out to my homeboy Dustin, um, who does the uh, Sandman Stories podcast. I am never, ever, 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 ever going to miss an opportunity to tell y'all that y'all need to check him out his show is supposed to put you to sleep but his voice is so fucking luscious that you're just gonna sit up and listen to everything he has to say plus he has some of the best background sounds in the business and he's just an all-around really great guy so to my listeners in uh south korea uh thank you you are one of my listeners out there and um I really just want to say words that I can't say in that language because I didn't research like Dustin. But Dustin, this is for you. We greatly do appreciate you. And also, hello to uh, Medford, Oregon. Yes, you are 5% of my listeners in Oregon as a whole, and we appreciate you. So, yeah, that's it. I forgot to do that earlier. I, I I don't know why I forgot to say something nice about Dustin. Like, if it wasn't for Dustin, I wouldn't know Tashira. Like, honestly. Exactly. I wouldn't know you if it wasn't for Dustin. That was, that was surprisingly accurate. Yeah. I listened to dang near all of his shows. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, just <laughs> I can, I could possibly tell you how to say, um, I love you in South Korean. How long would it take for me to pick it up? And would I say something wrong and inadvertently start a war? Well, I don't know if I'm saying it right in the first place, but we can try. Wait, wait, Cole. Government agent Cole. How the (laughs) fuck do you know how to say stuff in South Korean? (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. 
I'll holler at you later. Y'all be good. Peace. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Bye. storytellers was provided by revolution void and it's called someone else's memories you can find it at the free music archive this is single simulcast